Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Banyaz, your host, and today I'm here with Rihanna Ray Sage. Hi. Who is, uh, hi. <laughs> How are you? Good, yeah. Good. Thank you so much for coming onto the show today. Um, congratulations on your very recent EP release mm-hmm. of Thank Begin you. Again. Yes. That was back in January. Yeah, just um, the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to set something up, or I want to, but things were just too hectic and hectic, busy. Um, and, but now it's done. Mm-hmm. And you have this wonderful. Um, finished product yes um of six songs six songs. so congratulations again Thank you. so 
uh, tell me a little bit about your sound. Like, what is your elevator pitch when people ask you what, what you do? I always get so nervous with that question. Um, I Someone said to me the other day that the best type of music is, like, the music that you can't describe. But you totally can describe my music. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to lead with that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's silly. <laughs> You're like, yeah, only the best music can, but I can describe mine. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so, like, every song that I write is based off of a personal story or a story that I've heard from somebody. So I do have that folk underlining tone. Um, but I did grow up in the country, so there is a bit of the a twang. Country. Yeah, the twang to it. Um, and, you know, you can hear it in my voice as well. So if you can mix those two together, that's what I would be. Country folk. Yeah. Okay. Folky country, country folk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Americana. Yeah. That loveliness, um, I guess. Mm-hmm. Loveliness. Um, <laughs> so how did you get involved in music? Um, well, I was really not good at anything else growing up. (laughs) (laughs) Like my parents joke all the time that it was a waste of money to put me in like soccer or dance, but they just, same. yeah, you know, (laughs) just sometimes like you're just not gifted in that department. And, um, I, so growing up in a small town, I was like part of this 4-H club. I don't know if anybody has been in 4-H before not that important but I was at this 4-H event and they had a karaoke machine there and of course for some reason I felt very um drawn to it drawn to the karaoke machine and people couldn't pull me away for the rest of the night and someone said to my mom you have to get that girl into singing lessons like she's got something there um so I did the singing lessons thing for a few years and I kind of got tired of someone else having to play the piano or having to sing to like a super cheesy karaoke tape. Mm-hmm. Um, so my parents bought me a guitar and I think they regretted that for a couple of years. Just <laughs> I was so bad. <laughs> um, were you self-taught or were you taking lessons? As I, well? I took lessons in the back of like, and this is another small town problem, but like in the back of an old MTS store, okay. um, my guitar teacher, Steve Hintz, uh, wonderful man he had so much patience with me um so I took lessons with him for I think like eight years wow yeah so not self-taught but self-motivated that's for sure good for you um I wish I could play the guitar um I just uh I see each string as a keyboard Mm. so I'm like keyboard 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 and I'm like I can't do it but you can play the keyboard I play piano okay so I hear all the time that Musicians, like, I would love to play the piano, mm-hmm. and piano players want to be able to play, like, the guitar. Yeah. So fun and most, and some of them play both, and just like, Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> or they like, the drum, and they play everything. Yeah. It's like, why are you, you can only be what's good wrong with me? Thing. Like, yeah, right? Like, that's not, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, after, you know, kind of learning to play and sing at the same time, um, I started to write my own music and kind of just got my foot in the door from there. And w- when you were writing your own music, was it this like folkiness that? Mm, I grew up like in like the Taylor Swift era. So there definitely wasn't in my first era <laughs> <laughs> when she was like up and coming, you know, yep. teardrops on my guitar. The first yeah. time I heard that song, I was like, Oh my God, this is my calling. Right? I love that song. Yeah, I felt so, uh, it was so relatable. Um, (laughs) But. Because you uh, had a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's okay. So you were um, starting to write your music. Yeah. So I was starting to write my own music. Um, I listened to like a wide range. Like I grew up listening to Fleetwood Mac, but then I was influenced by Taylor Swift. So it the first couple of songs that I wrote wasn't necessarily folky, but as I started to learn what my sound was and, you know, what I liked to write and more so what I was more drawn to listen to, I think my sound evolved. And as you get older too, right? Like when I was in high school, I was writing about very trivial, non-life-threatening. Like teardrops on your guitar. Yeah, like not meaningless, but just like very similar to that versus Mm -hmm. like some of the stuff that's on this record is very... Uh, close to my heart and it's a little more dark and r- real and yeah. real life problems okay um yeah all right and so when you so you started writing this music and 
it's evolving. But when did you get, get into performing? Mm-hmm. Um, so after high school, I got connected with a local manager. At the time, her name was Janice Stardub, and she was pretty well connected in the Manitoba country music scene. Um, you know, she hosted quite a few songwriters nights. Um, she hosted live band nights at like these random bars out in the middle of nowhere and she really just created this community for a bunch of artists that were in the same spot as me you know they knew how to play songs they knew how to write songs they knew how to perform they didn't have anywhere to do so yeah um so she really helped develop this community of writers and um we would all come together we'd write together we would perform together put on these really big shows every night or not every night, sorry. Um, every wow. Couple, yeah, we were really <laughs> <for busy>. you. <laughs> um, every couple of weekends, yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and so from there, I just kind of got to know a bunch of people in that scene yeah. and uh, got well connected with them. And, you know, I find it's just a snowball effect. You meet one person, that person introduces you to the next. So mm-hmm. from the there. networking mm-hmm. web. Yeah. So um, you go from kind of getting involved in this this community at a young age um and even but even before you released like this folk thing mm-hmm. you said that you, before we started recording that it's like what you really wanted to do mm-hmm. you had actually been involved in um pop country a little bit and mm-hmm. doing some of that well what's the story behind that yeah so like i was saying earlier today i i'm like a yes person so i say yes to every performance opportunity, which sometimes doesn't necessarily work out for me. Um, but this community that I was in, pop country, was it was definitely, that's what they were doing. Um, the Taylor Swift thing makes sense. The Taylor yeah. Swift thing, you know, mm-hmm. what's the other pop country stuff they're doing now? Florida Georgia Line, all that top 40 stuff. Okay, you know, I don't know enough about mm, the country. That's okay. Scene. It's crazy, like, you, it, it's its own entity. You don't, you don't even have to know, and it's... Mm-hmm. millions of dollars yeah it's crazy it's huge yeah um so yeah so I was heavily influenced by my peers and just any opportunities um so I was working with Janice and another local producer Chris Burke Gaffney and they were well connected in both Los Angeles and Nashville and they presented the opportunity to have me go down for showcases and rights um and I couldn't say no and so when you're going down with the intention of writing with certain writers, you just go with the flow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was going down and sitting in these rooms with these writers, and they're like, let's write a song about this, this, this. And some writers were okay with the stories that I had versus others were like, oh, that's not going to ever be played on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very different going down there at... 21 years old and being like well we have to write within three minutes and 15 seconds we can't say this we can't say this we have to say this in the song um and it has to so formulaic yes very Mm -hmm. much so Mm -hmm. which is complete opposite of what i had done myself or what feels natural to me um just because this is really interesting Mm um well do you remember the very first time you went went down there? Mm-hmm. What was going through your mind? And what, I mean, to the idea of going to write in Nashville has been is like super romanticized, mm-hmm. and it's like this, this thing that everyone really wants to do. Were you, what what was your idea going into it? And when was it accurate to the reality, or was it kind of like a wake up call? Like, oh, no, this is just work. Um, yes and no, like within this community there were so many other writers that had gone down there and like laid down the law and they were like listen it's not actually what it's like in the movies you know like people don't make any money your song is probably never going to get anywhere and everybody is super super talented Um, one thing that I did find is that even though you you know have made some traction up here they don't care who you are down there like you are a they're nobody you are a tiny fish in a big big ocean um so it's very humbling wow um but it was scary it was like pretty petrifying I remember like one write that I had went super well I got along great with the writers and then that afternoon I had a second write and I didn't write a single word in that song and I remember just calling my mom after and I'm like well that went really bad because I was like 
writing with someone that had written a couple of hits before and I think I just like built it up in my mind that oh I have to be really good and then I was absolutely awful and that I mean that happens like you can't but then they never write with you again that's the oh. thing it's like you have to make a good impression yeah especially yeah. the first time first time he wow. never wrote with me again well his <laughs> loss right yeah <laughs> so you you are doing these showcases and in Nashville and you're doing these rights did anything I guess come come of it mm-hmm um so I never got like a publishing deal which was obviously my goal like how cool would it be to write songs for a living yeah um but I did work myself into getting a sync licensing deal um and what is that so essentially what it is is instead of writing songs for other artists you're writing songs and demoing them for television movies um, commercials any spot that you could put a song onto any form of advertisement or any piece of content so like it's like kind of like you're writing music for jingles or Mm -hmm. for commercials yes so it's not intended to be like a pop song or well not necessarily so it's not like a jingle like it's not like yeah um, so I didn't mean like it. No, yeah. no, no. Of course, that's yeah. what lots of people think. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, uh, the best way to explain it is um, how do I explain it? I'm just trying to think of like a commercial. Um, Maybe like that one singer, like Ingrid something. Ingrid Michaelson. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the she's sweater song. Yeah, probably somewhere along those lines, um, as well as like there was like this song uh this is gonna be the best day of my life remember that song that song was originally written for a sync deal because a car commercial said to sync licensing company hey i want a song that says this is going to be the best day of my life okay i'm going to go to these artists because they write this type of music get these words in a song Mm -hmm. make it sound like it's not a commercial that's the whole point Mm. um something that's really popular in the sync licensing industry is covers so like something that i worked on was um for the canadian dairy farmers association they wanted to turn um fleetwood max don't stop into this like super sad and somber cover so that they can use it on the commercial it didn't get picked but that's sort of the work that you do and get out of that um that sounds like so much fun it is but it's like really hard yeah no i mean it sounds <laughs> really hard <laughs> but that's like it sounds like such a like a, a challenge like mm-hmm. you like you've got these parameters and like it, you can be so creative and, mm-hmm. and sometimes it feels like it's like so limiting but like yeah that's awesome um, and the good thing too though is that they do source like original music so like best day of my life that was an unoriginal piece um but you're not limited to just writing something right off the hop like they can source your old songs Mm -hmm. and you know use your catalog and whatnot for that so if you're writing like hey i actually have a song that this Mm -hmm. would work in and then you can kind of like yeah they actually like the website from the company that i was with um indie orange it was called it was based out of nashville and los angeles they group you into like a type of artist so like they put under um my name like similar to Fleetwood Mac, uh, Ingrid Michaelson, Gabrielle Aplin, like certain artists so that if they are looking for a certain sound or a certain type of voice, they can go from there and then they group it into like love songs, mad songs, happy songs. Okay. Yeah. And they use like your your backlog or your repertoire that you Mm -hmm. have as references. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so what what was your your backlog because th- this album right now is your mm-hmm. your first kind of folk true sound but like what was in your demo or what was what were your sounds so i had a couple of songs like one of the songs that was in there and went almost got signed for a couple of things it's called love to love you and it's just like it's a great song but it's not for me necessarily and that's one of the great things about being a writer is even though i don't genuinely want to play these songs myself like I'm more than happy for some other artist that can totally rock it mm-hmm. and take that song um so there was like that song actually Tanqueray which is on this album um was on there as well obviously it's completely different um but then I also had a couple of covers other originals here and there a wide variety mm-hmm. okay and so that ends 
because mm-hmm. it's a contract, right? Yeah. And so then after that, what hap- What did you decide to do? What, what happened? So I kind of got, not fed up, but I was like... Burnt out, maybe? Burnt out in the sense of like I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, I felt like I was saying earlier, you know, I was being told to leave my guitar, like quit playing my guitar on stage. Um, I needed to wear higher heels, shorter dresses, more makeup. Ugh. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> That's a whole nother show yep. just on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that I needed to play certain songs and, you know, sing a certain way. And I just felt very uncomfortable with the direction that it was going. And so I kind of stopped playing altogether. I went back to school um, and thought, well, I don't want to completely like step away from music. So what can I do that would allow me to still work in the music industry? So I went back to school for um, marketing and communications. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so that was a huge change for me because I went from... Was it like the pre-com thing? Pre-com, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I always call it pre-com, but it's pre-com. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's creative communications. It's like a little bit of a... We call it the Crecom Mafia in Winnipeg mm-hmm. because it's a very uh, small but big community. If you, yeah. any f- if you ever know... Like Bailey's a Crecom, who is House Panther, who was yep. just in here a couple of minutes ago. Uh, they don't... No, I'm oh, just kidding. Sorry. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> This is also pre-recorded. <laughs> Shoot. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. No, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a small community, but big, and everybody knows everybody. Yeah, and it, it's once you meet one, and then you start see that you, they talk about the other one, other people yeah. have been in, and then you see how yeah. integrated they are we're, into we're ev- everywhere. everywhere. And it's like, it is like, I guess, yeah. like, I've never heard called the mafia, but that makes so much sense. because yeah. well, it's have like t-shirts, sweaters, and you have like an instant connection with somebody when you find out that they were a Cree-com. It's like, oh, we understand each other. Yeah, I've, I'm wa- I've considered taking it because like I finished my degree mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, what do I do now? And <laughs> music business comes so naturally to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that would be a really great thing. So I have to learn how to use Photoshop because I don't know how to use oh, it. Oh, yeah. So. Photoshop and InDesign, all that. I mean, it's great skills, but it's a grueling hard two years. Two years. And and or four years if you do the degree. But oh, um, I did the two years and it was hard because I went from, you know, doing music full time and that being my passion and my passion was my job versus I wasn't working. I was writing but writing something else I was writing journalism stories and stuff uh don't really care press about. releases yeah. yeah stuff people don't care about and um it it was hard because I really wanted to be doing music but um once I graduated and what did you do for your little project that you have to do oh uh the IPP I did um kind of like a content platform it was called bear um it actually stemmed from like being in the music industry. So it was a platform that I lost my elevator pitch for because I haven't done it in so long, but um, promoted young women to not wear makeup. Um, So yeah, so I didn't wear makeup for a full year and I kind of came up with different content ideas. There was a website, we did video. Um, So we asked, you know, like why, why do women wear makeup? Why do we feel obligated to wear makeup? Do we wear it because we want to, or are we wearing it because we feel like we have to? Um, and so we also like did some content videos. Um, we got a makeup artist to come in and have um, them put makeup on guys and to show them like what we go through in order to put it on. And um, yeah, it was oh bear. I get like bear skin. Yes. Okay, I'm thinking like the animal. Oh okay. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a that was a tough project, but it was good. It was fun. Was that inspired by your like kind of mm-hmm. interactions with the industry that wanted to make you more? Yeah, my biggest like pet peeve is the fact that most guys can go on stage, put a t shirt on, pants on, and mm-hmm. they are not. I mean, they are, but not to the, the same extent degree. Yeah. and to the same degree that we are. People care about my looks first before my lyrics or my voice or how well I can play Absolutely. my guitar. Yeah, I yeah. think we have actually like so much in common. <laughs> what we've been talking about before we started recording and like to, like during the show, it's just, I hate makeup. Yeah. Like I hate it. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate the process of putting on, like I like the end result obviously, yes. but there's like, there's that process mm-hmm. and it's, 
if you don't do it well enough, people can see mm-hmm. and or judge you if you aren't don't have like skill. And then like in YouTube is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I, I want to perform. Like mm-hmm. my my to talk about myself. Um, my personal image is I want it to be this natural, vulnerable mm-hmm. person. But like I also have like really sensitive skin, so like I have redness sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, but people will focus on that. So yeah. do I wear makeup and just deal with it? And yeah, it's it's we should just start a movement just yeah. like never wear makeup or we, we can do a show together and it'll be <laughs> just like not wear makeup no makeup or women I would love that let's do it i know okay. some people who be totally down okay cool <laughs> I ha- okay i'm excited this is great this is awesome <laughs> it's totally worth it <laughs> okay we're done yeah okay thanks for listening bye no <laughs> um so i love that um so you did your creek um yeah and uh what we're talking about yeah so after creek um <laughs> i I worked for about a year and I kind of like financially got to a place where I was like, okay, you know what? Like I feel that I have the right songs. I have enough money to do this. I have the right people in my court. Um, I heard certain artists and I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. Like that's what I want to do. And so I just went for it and I just kind of said one day, I think I'm ready ready to because like up until January or October when my first single came out I've never released anything I've done a ton and a ton of horrible demos that will I mean sometimes I send them to people for like giggles yeah because they're like oh my god no that's not you really yeah um the producers that I worked with Paul Yee and Ariel Posen um the first couple of times that I I met with them yeah yeah, at Stereo Bus yep yeah um I showed Paul a couple of the songs. He's like, this isn't you. And I was like, no, it's me. Like, this is really me. So I was like, I mean, I was demoing for, like, other artists and stuff, too. So Mm -hmm. if it was, like, a country song, I was really, like, pronunciating certain words a certain way. So, um, but up until... Like a country kind of thing? Yeah, like, I really added it all in there. Nice. Um, But no, up until my first single, I never released anything. And so... Yeah, I kind of just said, okay, it's time. Let's just do it. Let's just take the plunge. I always had so many excuses not to do it. Um, and why not? Oh, my God, me. <laughs> so <laughs> me. Um, it's frightening. Um, it I is. Feel like we're looking into a, um, well, yeah, we're also looking to a mirror. That's how frightening it is. But also because doing that release, because mm-hmm. it's there. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's. It's a stamp on like who and what you are. So it's, I yeah. find it so important. Yeah. Especially the first impression Mm -hmm. and it's it's scary but and you've done it and you've been doing really well Mm -hmm. um so congratulations on that and we're going to take a little break to listen to another song and then we come back i want to talk more about your songwriting process and Mm -hmm. your your journey into beginning again with this um this Mm -hmm. new ep so we're going to listen to the song hide yeah Um, can you give a little bit of background on that song yeah i wrote this song um with a friend jason petrick and then Ariel Posen from as Patrick. Well. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, part of that community that that's like where I country, met him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's still a lot of like that sense in there. Um, not just gonna forget about the people that supported me. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Spoke life for me yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I wrote it with him, and then right before we went into the studio to record it, Ariel added his magic. Um, it's basically about how everybody has two sides and whether you decide to show both sides to people is up to you um it's based off the story of Jekyll and Hyde and it's deep and dark and scary and fun at the same time should have done this in October no I'm just kidding yeah (laughs) (laughs) awesome so we're gonna listen to Hyde um thank you so much for coming on the show we'll be right back everyone who's listening this is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM I'm here with Rihanna Ray Sage um and when we come back we'll talk more about your recent or Rihanna's recently I'm talking to two people but then I'm talking to you at the same time so that's weird (laughs) oh we're talking more about the album Begin Again but right now this is Hyde The fairest of them all Be myself, you or I Who you gonna be tonight? Hello stranger in the dark Are you calling from afar? If we're running 
side by side Would you leave it all behind? Ooh, heaven is looking for salvation Ooh, double-sided, twist my mind Little Jekyll, little Hyde Me, myself, you or I Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bianyash, your host. Today I am here with Rihanna Raysage. We are talking about her recently released album, Begin Again, where um, she had this wonderful kind of phoenix rebirth as <laughs> a, um, a performer. I mean, is, is it a rebirth? Because like, you never officially released something, but I guess internally. Internally, yes. And I think not physically, but almost physically. Um, I, I I would say so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I stopped playing certain songs. Um, I stopped wearing certain things and like makeup. Yeah, just not as much makeup. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, like a like a healthy amount. Yeah, like what people should just like normally wear. You know, and normally s- wear the paint on our face. Yeah, yeah it's a weird <laughs> thing. That, it's so weird to think about. Yeah. Um, how makeup is so incorporated into our mm-hmm. lives and expected mm-hmm. and yeah um we won't talk any more about that we already <laughs> talked about that if you didn't hear the first part of this interview you missed out go listen to the podcast yes, yes. what were we talking about um <laughs> so you uh had this internal kind of mm-hmm. rebirth you were this kind of you were on this path of being like a country pop mm-hmm. artist doing all this really awesome co-writing in, in nashville and doing these showcases mm-hmm. um and then you were do you did all these demos that didn't work out, mm-hmm. and you, you said that you'd even stopped music at that point, or yeah, I kind of just got fed up with like being pulled in multiple directions. Like I knew I wanted to do this, but nobody on my team thought that was best for me. But you know, I could see certain artists in Winnipeg that were doing what I wanted to do. You know, take the Brothers Landreth. Um, when I kind of quit music, they were. I mean, they've been around for a while, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they brought that project to life. And I was massively inspired by the fact that they could go and play the Canadian Country Music Awards. Uh, But at the same time, they are 100 percent true to their music and they're not conforming to what the country scene is doing necessarily. Um, And so I did. No, I didn't have to turn my back, but I did have to like... um, you know, say let like, go. yeah, let go of certain people and certain ideas of what I thought I wanted to be. Um, and, you know, do my own thing and stay true to my vision. Like I 
just the other day my album is officially available for streaming services I waited a couple of weeks um, to do so but I said yesterday um, when I released it is that I kind of pissed off a few people because I had to you know let go of them but at the same time I 100% stayed true to my vision and I did it proudly and you know like everyone that I worked with said like how gracious I was and how wonderful I was through the whole process um so even though I did have to you know turn my back on what I did before I'm very happy with how things turned out and where things are going for me Mm -hmm. and you're making this this you're able to tell your story I guess now Mm because before you were kind of almost creating a character oh it totally was a character I had a stage name did you? Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's so embarrassing. What was your stage name? Can you tell me? Yeah. It was Rhea Ray. Rhea Ray. Yeah. That's cute, though. Is it, though? I mean, <laughs> I, but it, I was It kind of sounds like a drag queen name. Yeah. I mean, I've been really into RuPaul's Drag Race the past few I haven't years. watched it yet, but it's on my Netflix list. Yeah, you should watch it. I mean, it's if you love drama and you love, like, fashion shows and you yeah. love just goofiness and drama, yeah. <laughs> you'll appreciate it. But, but um, yeah, I was told, like, you can't have your full name. First of all, my first name, there's already a Rihanna on the scene if I ever want to get anywhere. Secondly... It doesn't make any... There's tons of... There are a ton of Ashleys. There are a ton of, yeah. like, Johns. Or... I think that's... But I mean, I don't know. I What do I no, know? That was the argument that I gave, too. Yeah. Um, and then also my last name is hard to pronounce. People are like, what is that last name? Um... <laughs> earlier i was like i'm gonna have to ask her how to say her last name later yeah um so you know the whole idea you know you got people in nashville saying she's got to change her name so my manager's like we got to change your name i was like oh i felt uncomfortable on stage being like hi my name's ria ray and these are my songs so you know, it was it totally was a character because as soon as I got off stage, I was like, oh, I don't have to play those songs. I can take off these clothes and this makeup and I can go back to saying my real name. Can you imagine what um, your life would have been like if you had kept going with that and you were seeing like this like traction, like mm. you would have been trapped in this kind of persona? Yeah, it'd be scary. Yeah. Um, it's funny because some musicians will ask me, they're like, do you think a stage name is a good idea? And I was like, no. Like, I I mean, if to each their own. To each their own. But my personal experience, it was like, people started having like, not identity issues, but they were like, what do I call you? Do I call you Rihanna? Do I call you Rhea? Do I call you Rhea Ray? And even so, like, it's kind of like intertwined with this, like, just in joking matter, like some stuff, some press for the um, album People were, like, met calling me Rio Ray in the article, and I was like, no, like, my name's Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> um, Part of I'm, this beginning-again yeah. thing is to shed that old skin. Forget it. Like, my yeah. sister sent me a, another small-town problem, but my sister sent me a screenshot of the front-page newspaper of my old town, and I was like, it says Rio Ray, and I'm like, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I can't. It's It's hard. I'm sure, like... I'd love to be back in Nashville and still, like, playing and going to songwriters rounds and playing with people that – or writing with people that I hear on the radio right now. But at the same time, like, I'm genuinely excited and proud of the songs that I have right now, and I'm not embarrassed to show people. That was, like, one of the things that I told Paul and Ariel um, before we recorded is I am embarrassed of some of the demos, and I can't even listen to them because, it de- first of all, they're not my songs. They don't sound like me. And some of them are just so cringeworthy. But when I hear these songs, like, I just want to keep listening to them. You know how you said mm-hmm. earlier that you don't necessarily like the sound of your own voice on recording? Like, the first time I heard these songs, I was like, oh, my God, I just got to repeat these because these yeah. are so good. Mm-hmm. And you're proud of it. Yeah, I'm super proud of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm happy for you. I'm, Thank you. I'm, it's, it takes a lot of courage, especially because you were already so invested like mm-hmm. you had a manager you mm-hmm. were showcasing it takes a lot to be able to look at your situation and see that it's not for you mm-hmm. uh, but even be able to step away from it and, yeah. and restart there were a lot of people that were like what are you doing like why are you going back to school 
um, my mom and dad were like, my mom and dad are so supportive. Like I would not have done this had it not been for my mom and dad. Um, but they were like, are, uh, what are you doing? Why are you going back to school? Like you are in a really good spot. Like you are supported by Manitoba music. You have a great team. You're making great strides in Nashville. What the heck are you doing? And I think they finally just realized like, oh, okay, she's super unhappy with what she's doing or, you know, there were a few points when I was in school and I was saying to my, kicking myself, like, I'm at City Hall writing a story about taxes. I could be a country singer in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, like when I could be writing a song and then going for margaritas and tacos halfway through the day, like, that's what you do, right? Mm -hmm. So there were a few moments where I regretted it, but at the same time, like, now, four years later, I'm like, oh, okay, thank gosh. Yeah. Because this is, this is what was supposed to happen. This is what was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that's great. I'm, I'm, I think that's a really important story to hear because if there are people listening who, you know, gets to that point where they build that, that success and, mm-hmm. um, they, if they realize they're unhappy, they have a right, they have the option to reset mm-hmm. and begin again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure not the only person who's made that joke. Yeah, but no. <laughs> um, it just, it, it makes sense though. Mm-hmm. Um, so congratulations. So then what is, what is next for you? Like, what do you want to do now? Well, I'm kind of like in that lull phase, if that's the right word. Mm-hmm, the hazy ending. Yeah, like I'm still riding the high. I had the release show on the 5th of January. Um, the digital release just came out. Um, so I'm still riding that high and just trying to figure out what's next. I had like a massive, um, not a massive amount, but quite a few amount of bookings and you know, show opportunities. Um, I'm just applying for like any showcase or performance opportunity that I can. Um, one thing that I have been doing more of is going back and playing by myself. Like when I was doing the pop country scene, I played with a full band all the time. And even so now, like I play in an acoustic trio all the time. Um, but I find there is something to be learned from going back and just playing as a solo artist. It's very different, mm-hmm. um, and you have to learn to play differently and n- sing differently and all that stuff because you're not relying on other team members. Um, but yeah, I'm. we're planning to do some shows out of province in the fall and just kind of you know, taking the songs here and getting any performance opportunities that we can and just in front of different audiences. So you're still a yes person. You're just... Yes. You're just... Yes and no. I've said no to some things. Okay. Um, and it's probably gotten me in trouble sometimes. <laughs> but one thing I have learned is that I have the right to say no to certain things. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't... I have, like, a very uh, high standard of morale for myself. For something is, like not fair if I'm being treated differently as a female which happens quite often I will 100% say no to that I don't care how much money's in it I don't care how much publicity or who else is on the bill I if I'm not being treated fairly like see you Mm -hmm. um so yeah I have said no to some things that I just don't think are right for me but you know I've said yes to a couple of other things that are exciting and coming soon soon. yeah yeah so stay tuned yes yeah so um going back to the album um currently what is your favorite song to to perform live i mean you should love all of them but like right now you're like this is like to perform yeah Mm, i'm gonna say once it's a really uh long song but it's one of the only that long is only four minutes. Okay. I mean, that's pretty long for some people. True. Um, Based on that formula in yeah, Nashville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like one thing is like, if it's under three minutes, oh, solid. But over 328, you're eh, probably not going to get any radio play. Um, Very interesting. I'm just going to write that one down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 315 to... Then scratch it out. Don't un- follow that rule. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> there, I scribbled it out. There you go. Um, yeah, but Once is a song that I wrote um, last year. I found that everybody in my life was breaking up with each other. 
Um, I've been super lucky that I've been in a very loving and committed relationship for seven and a half years, but all my friends were breaking up with their partners. Um, you know, people were getting divorced. People were breaking up after four years. And I was like, what's going on? Like, where's everybody happening? And then they all get back together. Um, so it's kind of that idea of... And they get back together. Yeah. Or okay. they were like all hoping that they would get back together. Okay. They knew that they would get back together. Mm. You know, when you see a couple and they break up and you're like, oh, they're going to get back together. Um, it was that. Okay. And But it was also very hard to watch, like, all of those people super close to me go through this. And I was trying to relate to them, but I couldn't because, you know, I never – my boyfriend now is my only boyfriend. Um, and I've never experienced the heartbreak or – I don't want to say desperation, but that um, feeling or place in life as to – okay, I just broke up with this person. What do I do next? I'm going to go and do me, but actually I still want to be with them. Mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense. I mean, the song essentially says, like the, the ribbon that I like to say is, if you loved me once, could you ever love me again? It's that whole idea of like, okay, you might not love me right now. Sounds super country. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can totally hear that in like a country yeah. song. Yeah. I mean, and it, it does have... It has a bit of a 90s country feel to it, and maybe that's why I love it so much. Um, and then when we play it live, the harmonies are just so crunchy. So sweet. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's honest. It's not like I don't try to fit certain words in or try to decorate it too extravagantly, I guess you could say. It's mm -hmm. just simple words, and that's my favorite part about songwriting is not trying to decorate it too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. We should talk about that then because I, I have a problem with <laughs> I love I love complicated mm -hmm. poetry that just like is seamless. Like mm -hmm. I just love listening to really strong songwriters. Then I go and try to write my own. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's an art to this. <laughs> so no, there uh, is and there isn't though, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, no, there is. Because <laughs> I feel like if there wasn't, then like I would be able to do it more seamlessly. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just practice. Practice. That's probably what I it is. I wrote some really bad songs in my time, mm -hmm. so, yeah. I, I maybe, I'm, I probably listen to them like, no, that's fine. And yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, it's terrible. So there's that level of difference. Um, so you, uh, so you're doing your music thing and um, how do you balance that with real life? I mean, it's music, hard. Music is real life, I guess, but yeah, no paying bills and yeah. So partners. Um, obviously, I have a. I call it my real job or my plan B. Sorry if my boss hears this. I'm super lucky that I work in uh, a creative industry. I work at a marketing and advertising agency, and it's full of entrepreneurs, and they actually hire you based on what you do creatively outside of work. Um, so everybody that works there has a passion. Wait, they hire you based on what you do outside of work? Like one of the questions that they ask you is, like th we say that we have an entrepreneurial mindset. So okay. they like to hire people that... Multi-talented. Yes. Um, so everybody that works there pretty much has a passion project. Wow. So like all the graphic designers, like we do freelance. One of the girls that I work with who actually did... Uh, Mia Schaefer, she did all of the album design. So she has her own wedding invitation company. Um, oh. Somebody has an app. So I work with all of these. What a wonderful environment. Yes, it is. It's wonderful. And so they understand the whole uh, idea of nine to five doesn't necessarily work for everybody. So, you know, they've been super supportive of me going here and going there and taking time off to do the album. Um, but then in the meantime, like they also expect you to work really hard to take that time off. So it's hard. Um, I work a ton of overtime, but it's rewarding work and um, it's good. Like it, it's, it is a hard balance, like the Monday to Friday kind of idea, but mm -hmm. I make it work. And, um, you know, like I have a super supportive partner, my boyfriend, Rob, he is not musically talented whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's better sometimes. They're just like, yeah. they respect you and then they like keep their distance. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes it easier. And like, does. oh, you can write this or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I think that's better. Yeah, sometimes I like, you know, you'll see in movies like 
I haven't seen A Star Is Born yet, but I've seen the commercials. I was gonna ask like, you about that. I haven't seen it yet. I wanna. I kind of wanna know what you think about it. Like, if it's like, if you'd like it. So one thing about me is I hate musicals. Hate them. It's not really a musical though. But do they stop the movie to sing songs? No, I mean like, it makes sense in the context mm. of the movie. Like, he's a. It's like a. They, they go to concerts and they'll play yeah. music, and the music isn't really highlighted. That's why I was confused when there was mm. like an album release. Come when gotcha. I heard, saw it, I'm like. But the music's not really a big thing, right? Right. So I, th- I think mm. it's weird because I, th- I liked it. I actually cried when I watched it because <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that it was like a, a tragedy. Oh, I don't know. Sorry, that. sorry. But I mean, you don't know what's happening. So <laughs> I'm watching it and I see what's about to happen. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And like ten <laughs> minutes is like leading up to. It. I'm like, no, 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 no. How do I get out of here? What do I do? What do I do? And then like I'm like, watching it happen. I'm like, I can't stop this. I can't stop this. And I'm like crying. I've invested myself in these yeah, characters, yeah, yeah. and I'm just like, I can't handle any of this. I'm like, I'm surrounded by people. I'm like, don't you dare snort it, like that, like that sniffly sound. And I'm just like, I'm like, and I'm just like, I just can't. Ugh, whatever. And then I found people didn't like it. And oh. like, but did you did you get it? Because like, <laughs> did you watch the same movie that I yeah, did? Like, I mean, as like someone who like, experiences like depression and like yeah. and like th- kind of like blaming myself about everything. It's just like I totally got that and. Mm-hmm. Whatever they got nominated for awards and stuff. Yeah. So that's all that matters. I mean, and I also have like a huge soft spot for Lady Gaga, just because I love Lady Gaga. I just have so much respect. She's for so her. talented. Like her, so insanely talented. Latest album, I think, is it called Joanne? Yeah. Or yeah, I think blue so. Blue cover. She's in like that phenomenal pink hat. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Mm-hmm. I, well, to be honest, I didn't like that album. <laughs> oh no. I was used to her her, her old stuff. art stuff. Yes. And. I was just I wasn't convinced that she wanted to be mm. country. Gotcha. Or she was just kind of trying something new. Yeah. But like, kind of like, I didn't like. I've been watching a lot of interviews with her, and I can kind of see her personality. Mm-hmm. And she's so insanely talented. She wants to t- challenge herself, and so it wasn't. It was still successful, but like, mm-hmm. it was still like something so different for her. And like, yeah. I saw it now she wants to do like opera. Oh wow! And I think like yeah, I'm you could talent. totally do it. Like whatever, <laughs> just. Yeah. So I have so much respect for her. Back to you, though. Um, so the album art, uh, art, I guess, photography, um, yeah. very Winnipeg. Yes. This is a, it's a Winnipeg rooftop. What building yeah. is this? Do you know? Um, I don't know the exact. Uh, it's a parkade. It's in between um, where, uh, you know where Forth is? Mm-hmm. And then the parkade that's across the street there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so McDermott. It's a McDermott okay. uh, parking lot. Um, wow, so Winnipeg. Yeah, I had another set of pictures, and I just, I had too much makeup on, and oh. beautiful pictures, great work by the photographers that I worked with, um, and the whole team there, but I just, like, looked at them, and I was like, oh, this is not me. This doesn't look like me, so I, you know, went and did it all over again, and mm-hmm. came out with those, and I was like, oh, wow, these look so, like, nice. Like, like natural. Yes. Like, it's very, like... yeah. Yeah. I think based on what I've heard from your music, this um, it just it flows more mm-hmm. better, and that's the thing. Like, and th- with makeup, it's so weird because mm-hmm. like I my music is very like theatrical mm-hmm. kind of, and I'm like should I do like some weird like right, right. almost Lady Gaga thing, yeah. but or like Isque or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's like it's so hard. It, like that's a lot to keep up with, too. right? Yeah, yeah. that's and a lot I, of and show it, prep. Yeah, and you don't like wearing makeup. It's like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so we do have to wrap up. We're actually going to be over time. Oh, wow. That's okay. Um, so thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Um, this has been wonderful. Uh, congratulations on all that you have done. And I look forward to working with you in the future yes. with our no makeup show. Yeah, we're going to do. <laughs> I'm actually super pumped for that. Um, so we're going to listen to the song, uh, the ghost song, which mm-hmm. is on the album Begin Again. Can yeah. you give us a little, a quick little snippet of, or blurb about? Yeah, the ghost about? song um, was inspired by... A real life paranormal activity, I guess you could say, that happened to me. It's a long story, mm. but we'll leave well, it so at we get that. The hide, and then yeah, this is like a, a, a Halloween album that was released yeah, in January. Pretty much, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's got. I, it's essentially a, it is about a ghost, and it's called the Ghost Song, and it's about falling in love with a ghost. Not that I did, but it's inspired. Okay, by a true story. <gasps> I want to hear that story after we're recording. Yes. Okay, cool. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in, everyone, to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley being as your host, and I was here with Rihanna Raysage, who was talking about her album, um, Begin Again. Uh, you, where can we find it online? Where can we find you to support you? 
Um, you can find it on my website, RihannaRaySag.com, and then you can also find it on like iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify, and mm-hmm. all those streaming sites. Perfect. And yeah. social media. Social media, yes. Facebook, Instagram. And I will include links to some of those things on the podcast post, which you can find at www.WinnipegMusicProject.com. Um, you can find other interviews and much more from the Winnipeg Music Project on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also support us on Patreon, where you can get some exclusive tidbits and fun stuff. So be sure to check that out. Um, and yeah, I guess now we'll listen to the ghost song. You're a-